I'm Lindsay Berra, and welcome to Food of the Gods, a podcast that explores how elite athletes eat and train to fuel performance. This is part one of our conversation with Rob Carney, the first openly gay world strongest man competitor and the official strongman 2020 pound for pound world strongest man. Though he was sidelined in 2020 with a torn triceps and 2021 after overcoming testicular cancer, Carney has made a full recovery. In March 2022, he logged a top five finish at the Arnold Classic, where he completed a 961-pound back squat and 421-pound overhead log lift, an event in which he once held the American record. Carney's strongman accomplishments are particularly impressive because at 5'10 and 285 pounds, he is nearly a foot shorter and 100 pounds lighter than most of his competitors. Carney consumes 5,000 calories and 350 grams of protein per day and says his favorite in-competition energy snack is watermelon Sour Patch Kids. His children's book, Strong, will be released on May 10th. Look for his trademark rainbow mohawk on the cover. And from May 24th through May 29th, he'll be competing in the 2022 World's Strongest Man competition in Sacramento. So where are you? How are you? What's up? I am in Massachusetts. Life is good. Um, Yeah, just in these final few weeks of prep for World's Strongest Man. And, you know, just life life is crazy right now. Working a full-time job and training and, you know, it's just wild. So wait, you're in Massachusetts, but you have a Yankee tattoo on your leg. How is that going for you in the middle of Red Sox Nation? (laughs) I was born in Brooklyn. Um, so originally from New York. Um, so my family, we are all diehard New York fans, Yankees, Giants, the whole nine. So it uh it's interesting. Um, I do have some good stories about that. So I actually did an internship with the New England Patriots uh-huh. and got into an argument with Wes Welker over my tattoo. So <laughs> it, it's one of my highlights of my career. Wait a minute, argument like about Yankees versus Red Sox or an argument about the fact that you have the tattoo? argument of the fact that I have a tattoo and was hired by the Patriots. <laughs> oh, like he thinks that should be, they should have to check your body for offending arcs yeah. before yeah, you're he hired. Had, okay. He had an issue with that. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, did you play baseball as a kid by any chance? I did. It was actually, um, it was actually my, my main sport. Um, up until my sophomore year of high school, I actually broke my thumb, ironically lifting weights. Oh, right before baseball tryouts and was unable to play that year. And that's when I just kind of fell in love even more with weightlifting and, and the whole iron iron game. And that's uh, yeah, that's how, where I ended up where I'm at now. So it's, I mean, it's a big jump from weightlifting to world's strongest man. Right. So when you see this also, like, just so folks know, you're, you're not, you're a big dude, but you're not the biggest guy in the world, 5'10", 285. And and there's these other guys who are like 6'8", and like 400 pounds. So when you first see world's strongest man, or it comes on your radar that this exists as an event, what was it that made you thought, man, I can do that? Um, nothing made me think that I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was, uh, I was 17 years old and in high school, I was, you know, working out because of football, there was a substitute teacher who actually saw me working out and noticed I was pretty good at it. And he was also a CrossFit coach and decided to start training me at his CrossFit gym. So I'd go to the gym at like five o'clock in the morning before school to do my workouts. And 
I walked in on like a Tuesday morning and they were like, Hey, like we noticed you really like this lifting stuff. Um, there's a strongman contest here locally this weekend. We decided to sign you up for it. Oh, thanks I was for like, telling me. <laughs> I was like, cool. Like, and my experience with the sport up until then was what most people's were. And it was like, I had seen World's Strongest Man on TV. That's about it. So I went to this competition, having never tried any of these implements, having never tried the sport, uh, took dead last, completely got my butt kicked, but fell in love with the sport. And that's when I started learning more that at the amateur level here in the US with Strongman, there is weight classes in the sport. And so getting involved in the sport at that time, only weighing 200 pounds seemed realistic because there was competitions I could do, um, you know, not being one of these behemoths we see on TV now. So I have been a CrossFitter since like 2008. I'm clearly much older than you are because I was well out of high school when I started doing CrossFit. Well, ironically, I just got off a call with Matt Frazier right before this. Oh, so fun. I yeah. love that. Um, I, and I remember when I started doing it, like our gym, we had some stones, we had the tires, um, but not all CrossFit gyms have all of those strongman implements either. So I'm curious when you first went to this, I mean, you didn't have very much experience at all, at all, but when you went no. into that first competition, what did they throw at you? What were the implements that they had you using that made you really be like, Oh, this is fun. I want to keep doing this. So the first contest I did, we had a farmer's walk, which is something most people can train. Right. And so it wasn't too heavy. There was, um, an axle clean and press. So it was a fat bar. So it was a two inch diameter bar, as opposed to a regular barbell, there was uh, a deadlift, which is just kind of standard. And they, they also had the fingle fingers at that contest, which, you know, super iconic and strong man, and doesn't really happen at many local contests. And honestly, I think the events themselves were so, so much fun and I loved doing them, but it was really like the camaraderie and the culture that I learned about that got me even more excited about the sport because even, you know, from the amateur level to the pro level, this is one of the few sports that while you're competing against somebody, you're also cheering for them at the same time. So being a part of that community to me was, was a lot of fun. And just the fact that it was so different from anything else I had done that I realized that I had always been an athlete growing up. I had realized my, my traditional sports career was over while I was going into college but I wanted to do something that was going to keep me athletic and keep me competitive at something. And I had tried powerlifting, which is just your squat bench and deadlift, but I had missed that athleticism piece. Right. And that's what we see in strongman. You have to be able to run, you have to have some level of conditioning. And, um, that's what really drew me into the sport. Tell everybody what those fingle fingers are. <laughs> so these fingle fingers are these long, heavy poles that you literally have to flip 180 degrees. So they range anywhere between 250 to 500 pounds. And you literally have to pretty much clean them up to your chest. You press it overhead and then you walk your hands up the pole to get it to flip over. Um, and it is just such a weird, awkward event that pretty much describes most strongman stuff, but it is, it's just really fun to be able to do stuff you could never imagine yourself doing. So when you first, this, the Fingles Fingers, right? Your first event, did you look at it and were you like, wait a minute, I don't get it. Like, how do you do, did you have to like spend some time mentally figuring out how you were going to make your body do that? Yeah, I was, I was kind of watching the other guys doing, I was like, yeah, I mean, I've seen it on TV, but 
other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> um, so it was really just one of those like wing it and hope for the best situations. <laughs> Did you get it flipped over? Yeah. So there was, there was three fingers and I got all three. Um, so, which was, I was super pumped about and yeah, it was just, it's just like one of those things that like you realize like how empowering it feels to overcome something that you didn't know you could do in the first place. And I think it was just having those little, those little moments throughout that competition that really got me hooked. So how long did it take you to get good at it? A while. Um, so (laughs) that contest I took dead last. Um, and that happened for the next eight competitions. Okay. And persistence paid off. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was just consistently doing bad. And, but that's what I realized really quickly was I knew I wasn't going to be winning competitions right off the bat, uh, because I, you know, was, you know, I was an offensive lineman in high school and football. Um, I was also a cheerleader, but in terms of like, strength and power and athleticism. I was never like the cream of the crop athlete. So for me, what I needed to do was find like these small goals I knew I could achieve. And that's what kind of kept me coming back every single time. So honestly, my first goal in strongman was don't take last. Mm -hmm. It was that simple. And that happened on competition number nine. And, you know, from then it started like snowballing into different, you know, goals that I knew were possible, but were just out of reach at that time. So you know, starting the sport in 2009, it took me four years to turn pro. Um, and it took me about two years to win my first competition. So it, it was a slow, gradual process. It, you know, this definitely wasn't something I was just good at overnight. I think a lot of people see where I'm at in my career now, and they don't realize that I've been doing it since 2009 wasn't good when I first started and worked my way through multiple weight classes to get ultimately to the open division where I compete now with all the heavyweights. So am I right? You're 30 years old now, right? I am. Yeah. So you were 19 when you turned pro? 20. 20. Okay. So yeah. that's, very, that's very young. I feel like a lot of the strong men are in, in about 30. Yeah. I started young, you know, doing my first contest at 17 is abnormal. Um, I think a lot of people typically they have a general base of strength and they find themselves in powerlifting at a younger age and then transition into strongman where I was fortunate enough to, I, you know, living in new England, um, there was at the time the best American strongman living in Connecticut, Derek Poundstone. And I actually had the opportunity to travel, travel down to where he was training, um, and train with his tr- strongman crew every once in a while. And just being in that environment and being surrounded by so many people that were so high up in the sport, uh, having that exposure at such a young age really did help me get integrated into the strongman community and getting better at the sport, you know, when I was younger, as opposed to finding it a little bit later in life. I was going to ask you about that because your athletic role models growing up were probably baseball and football players, not strongmen, right? Yeah, all the time, you know, I mean, you know, growing up in New York and just playing and, you know, playing baseball predominantly as my only sport for the first 15, 16 years of my life, um, you know, that was really, you know, my go-to. It was, you know, I grew up in the era of, you know, being a Yankees fan, you know, Bernie Williams was was my guy, Um, you know, and and Jason Giambi and and all those athletes, those those were really my athletic role models growing up. Um, So you know, once I found the sport of strongman, I had to kind of like 
shift a little bit to see who, who can I see myself in, in this sport and what do they do to get to this level? And how can I recreate that for myself? What position did you play in baseball? Just curious. So I was actually a third baseman. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was third base and then was typically hitting like fourth or fifth in the order. And so when you first started Strongman, you were, you were 200 pounds, you said. How long did it take you to kind of gradually work your way up to 285 as you went through those weight classes? So I was competing at 200 for the first like two years of my career. Then I jumped up to what is now the middleweight division, which is 231 pounds. Um, that's actually where I... I won the national championship in, in 2013 at that weight class. And that's where I turned pro. I competed in that weight class until 2016. And then 2017 is when I made the jump to the, to the open division. Now, when I say I was competing at 231, I would actually cut weight to make 231. So my normal body weight at that time was around 245 to 250 pounds. And then I would drop down to 231 for weigh-ins. Um, And it was in 2016, I went to the world championships for the 231 class. It was overseas. I was cutting weight and really just had a bad performance. And that was the, it was at that contest that I kind of realized I was like, you know what, like maybe I should not put myself through this torture and see how I can hold up against, um, against some of the open heavyweights did that in 2017 and was fortunate enough to win my first contest as a heavyweight and also got my invite to world's strongest man that year. That's awesome. Um, so we had, um, Michael Burton on, um, a couple, uh, maybe a month or so ago now, he's a fullback in the NFL and his, when he graduated high school, he was like 185 pounds and now he's like 240 play and he's only five, uh, maybe six feet tall, but he, he got a lot bigger. Right. So when he, but he was telling me when he doesn't like rigorously follow, his training and nutrition regimen, the weight will fall off of him. So it sounds like you had a harder time. Once you got up, you had a harder time cutting. Is that true? Yeah. Um, cause you know, just through the progression of, of my career, I was, I was getting stronger, you know, and okay. getting, and getting bigger just in terms of, you know, so putting on that muscle mass, my, my natural body weight was increasing over time. Okay. So, and that's what I found is, you know, that it was, it was getting harder for me to make that cut down to 231. Now being 285 pounds at five foot 10, I'm in that situation where, you know, if I do fall off my nutrition and my training program, you know, I'll, you know, if I miss, you know, anywhere between three and five days of consistent meals and training, you know, I'll drop five or six pounds, um, you know, without really realizing it. And so that's, that's, that's been the tough part now being trying to stay this big and competitive. Hmm. I'm going to get back to that a little bit later. So, um, which events of the strongman are your best events? So typically my best events, um, tend to be anything overhead pressing. So up until 2020, I actually held the American log press record where I pressed 476 pounds overhead. Um, October of that year, unfortunately suffered an injury where I ruptured my tricep when attempting to break that record. Um, but now, you know, overhead dumbbell pressing, I do with my right arm. Um, I actually press more than my body weight overhead with one arm. Wow. And, um, and then also the yoke walk is, is one of my favorite events, you know? So the yoke walk is a crossbar with stands on it. You pick a bunch of weight up on your back and you run through a course. Um, that's actually one of my favorite events, you know, being on the smaller side, I, I tend to be, you know, faster, a little bit more athletic than some of the guys that are bigger. 
And, um, you know, my best with that is, you know, I've, I've run 1100 pounds, 75 feet in about 13 seconds. So being able to move quick with a lot of weight is one of my strengths as well. That's amazing. Um, what are the events that you're not that good at where you're like, Oh snap, here we go again. (laughs) I knew this question was going to come. Um, (laughs) so for me, um, it's really two events that are, that are my nemesis. It's, uh, truck pulls and keg tosses. So, you know, with truck pulls, that's an event where technique certainly does matter, but to a point mass moves mass. So those guys that are 400 pounds, they have over a hundred pounds more of mass behind them to get that truck moving and to carry them through the course. So that event tends to lend itself to bigger guys and same thing with keg toss. So we are throwing kegs anywhere between 35 and 60 pounds, 16 feet in the air. And at me being five foot 10 competing against guys that are six foot eight, you know, between their wingspan and their height advantage, they are anywhere between a foot to a foot and a half closer to the top of the bar that we have to throw over, which means I have to throw the keg a foot or a foot and a half higher and further than they do. Um, so those events typically just work themselves against the smaller guys. So do you work to improve those or do you just accept that you're not going to be the best at those and try to better your best events? A little bit of both. You know, I, I train them to go into, you know, kind of damage control mode whenever I know those events are going to come up. So whenever I see those events, my goal is always just don't take last, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like try not to take last in these events. Uh, you can make up those other points in other events. And that's really what I've been able to do throughout my career is just treat those as those damage control events that I know I'm going to lose a few points, but try not to totally tank it and then make them make up the points in the events I know I'm better at. Where do you do most of your training now? So I go to a gym in South Windsor, Connecticut called Lightning Fitness. It is a full strongman and powerlifting bodybuilding gym. So we have all the equipment you need for strongman, um, which is, it's, it's pretty special place that the fact that I, I always have access to those, to those events. So I was going to say like training your squat, your overhead press, even the log press, carrying stones, farmers walks, throwing random heavy stuff like that stuff. Most of us could do at home if we were so inclined to go and like throw our power washer across our yard. Right. (laughs) But um, the like pulling an airplane or training with the fingles fingers, that's probably difficult. But you're saying you have all of that stuff at this gym. Yeah. Um, you know, we have finger fingers, we have the iconic Hercules hold set up at our gym. Um, there's a nice big flat parking lot. So friends with big trucks, we're able to hook up and pull them out in the, out in the parking lot. So it's a really great environment. And, you know, the owner Matt Mills has built such a, an amazing training facility over the past 15 years, um, to where, you know, we're kind of known as, as the strongest gym in new England. And it's kind of like a training destination for strongmen in the U S it sounds like a lot of fun. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your daily workouts actually look like? You know, so it, that's, a, this is always a funny question. Cause everybody just all, all, always assumes like I'm in the gym seven days a week and always training. And to be honest, I train four days a week. Um, in terms of my strength workouts, I do three other conditioning workouts separate from those. Um, my weekday training, because I do have, you know, quote unquote real job, um, is, is pretty standard barbell movement. So I have an overhead pressing day. I'll have my squat, my deadlift, and then what I call my bro day, which is, you know, bench press and and arms and back. And then the weekend is really, that's where I do a lot of my strongman specific training because those workouts just take a long time, uh, between setting up and break down each individual event, warming up for each event, 
Um, you know, on the weekends, I'm sometimes in the gym anywhere between four and six hours to get all of my strongman training in. Whereas my weekday workouts are typically in the hour and a half to two hour mark. So you're an athletic trainer in a high school, correct? Yeah. So do you work out before school, after school? Depends on what my schedule looks like that afternoon. I, I don't really like training in the morning. Um, you know, for me, I like to be as awake as possible, have a few meals in me. Um, and it's really hard to get motivated to deadlift 800 pounds at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that, you know, right now we're in the thick of the spring season and with the weather being so crazy, uh, most of my training has happened in the morning just because we have games anywhere between three and seven o'clock at night, pretty much four to five days a week. Um, when possible though, I do try to get my training, you know, so I'll kind of have my morning to relax and kind of get my day squared away. I'll go into work for the, uh, the afternoon and early evening, and then I'll get to the gym anywhere between six 30 and seven o'clock at night and do most of my training then. And about 90 minutes you're saying during the week anywhere. Yeah. Between 90 minutes and two hours. So you, you just mentioned that on the, on the weekends, when you're doing all this more strongman specific stuff, it takes you a minute to warm up for those events. How, how do you warm up for pulling a truck or for some of those like really like skill? I, I imagine it's like a little bit different than warming up to do a power clean, you know? Yeah. You know, so like truck pulls and stuff like that, really the warm up comes from warming up the accessory muscles that you're going to use to help prevent injury. Um, right. So when we think about pulling a truck, one of the most common injuries you see is an Achilles tendon rupture. So we try to warm up our calves, stretch out our calves a little bit, warm up our Achilles. So whether that's jumping, um, you know, doing calf raises, stuff like that, just to get the muscle ready to, to pull such a heavy implement. But in terms of actually warming up, that's really it. Because once you, you know, warm up those muscles a little bit, and then you get strapped into the truck and then just yank and pull and get it moving. Um, so there really isn't too much of a specific warm up for some of those events. That's funny. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that an Achilles tendon rupture would be the most common injury when pulling a truck, but I guess it just speaks to how much you have to use your legs to do that. Yeah. I mean, and the truck pulls are, it's a full body hell, I guess is the best way to describe it. I mean, you know, between your calves and your quads, just burning your glutes, and then you're also pulling on a rope in front of you. So your biceps and your forearms get uh, get unbelievably taxed. And then also the lungs, because, you know, depending on how heavy the pull is, you could be pulling for 60 to 75 seconds. You mentioned that you have three days of conditioning workouts. What does strongman conditioning look like? I imagine it's different than cardio for the rest of us. You know, so every, every strongman treats it a little bit differently. Some people do, you know, kind of like circuit training with like sled drags and stuff like that. Um, I actually do CrossFit. I do CrossFit three days a week. Um, you know, because, I feel that there are a lot of parallels between CrossFit and Strongman. And I think the conditioning style of, you know, your typical CrossFit workout is going to be in the 15 minute range. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of transferability over to Strongman in, in terms of being able to work really hard for a short amount of time, get the heart rate jacked up and sweat. So um, that's usually my, my conditioning of choice. Do you have favorite CrossFit workouts? Anything with a barbell. Right. <laughs> um, so we've actually done uh, the, my two favorites have to be like probably Grace and Randy, just because they are really short in nature. So uh, Randy, we just did last week or two weeks ago. And um, which one's Randy? I don't think I'm familiar with that one. So Randy is 75 snatches at 75 pounds for men, 55 for women. 
Oh, that sounds terrible. Okay. Um, so I did that in two minutes, 38 seconds. And then grace, which is, you know, 30 clean and 30 jerk clean and time. Um, my best time there is one Oh seven. That's amazing. So just for the folks out there, I've been doing CrossFit for a very long time and I am a 44 year old woman, not a 30 year old strong man, but it takes me about three minutes to do grace. <laughs> <laughs> just saying I did, um, the seven yesterday morning, the seven rounds of seven reps, uh, the, yep. the barbell movements are thrusters and, uh, deadlifts yep. took me about 23, but that was a, that was a brutal one too. How do those forearms feel today? Not great. To say. <laughs> <laughs> I did a Peloton ride this morning, but afterwards I did one of like the arms and lightweight classes with oh. like five pound dumbbells just to kind of work out some of that lactic acid. And I was like, holy moly. Cause that's pull-ups and toast to bar in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It was a ride. And, and I'm still working out. I haven't been back to a gym since COVID I'm working out in my garage. So oh, I did wow. the seven by myself yesterday. That's and tough. in the middle of it, I'm like, what you did this to yourself. You can't even complain, but why, why did you do that? I could just stop right now as well. <laughs> but you can't because no, I wrote it down absolutely. on the paper. And once you write it down, you have to do it. Right? Absolutely. This concludes part one of our conversation with Rob Carney. Be sure to check out part two and to follow Rob on Instagram at at world's underscore strongest underscore gay. You can also follow the World's Strongest Man competition on Instagram at at the world's strongest man and Twitter at at world's strongest. Until next time, for more information on Food of the Gods or to download other episodes, visit us at foodofthegodspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at, at foodofthegodspod or email us at foodofthegodspodcast at gmail.com. Food of the Gods is a Digitant Podcast production.